Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. I'm Laurie Seymour, founder of The Baca Journey. I'm Gifanjali Hemp, founder of Centara System. I'm Sabrina Fritz with Living in Alignment. I'm Carolyn Turner with the Carolyn Turner Company. And I'm Marianne McGuire of LetGoAndKnow.com. And today we're going to explore the whole subject of letting go and holding on. And this can be equated to the whole birth process, be it birthing a baby or birthing something new from within us. And for me, I absolutely love this subject. It's a huge part of how I help people to live from their truth. And letting go of struggle and being willing to live from who I really am changed everything for me. Because I used to live with struggle. And I learned viscerally that when we hold on to something that doesn't serve us, we experience resistance. And it's the resistance of the pain that's worse than the pain itself. And I'll give you an example that popped uh, up for me from my own life, which is, and I think this is a really practical example, so I think it's important to ground these concepts so that they no longer become concepts. And that's the birth of my children. I made a deliberate choice not to resist during labor, not to resist the contractions, but to give into them and to surrender to my body's innate knowing of how to bring my baby into the world. And I saved myself so much pain because of this. Now, yes, I experienced intense energy, but not pain, and all because I let go. And the funny thing is, for all of my life, up to a short point after I conceived my first baby, I held on to the belief that childbirth was a horrendous experience. I was conditioned from an early age with horror stories to the point that when I stood looking at the test stick that said, you're pregnant, just under the joy and the privilege, the deep privilege I felt, I was completely terrified and my hand was literally shaking. And I realized that this baby was coming out in nine months, whether I was ready or not. So I felt my back was up against the wall, which is sometimes a really good thing. And over the coming weeks and months, I let go. I had to let go of the fear. I let go of it all until I became so confident in my knowing and in the capacity of my body to birth my baby. My surrender resulted in a natural, drug-free water birth at home twice. So that's a practical example of what letting go does. Um, and what it can result in. And I'd love to know from you ladies, what are your thoughts around letting go and holding on and this whole subject? Well, Marianne, that's such a, um, a wonderful intro. I certainly remember the, the time of, of giving birth. And um, that was a different experience for me than yours is. Yours was. Right now in my life, and in the lives of many of the people that I'm working with, 
the focus has been around birthing a project. And, you know, that is the sense also of giving birth. And there's the, a necessary holding onto it while it gestates, while it grows within you, while it comes together it, and coalesces into something that is ready to be born. But then there's that time, and that time is different for everything and every project and everybody, when the birthing needs to happen, when the letting go into the world, releasing it, giving it life, you know, allowing it to live and have its own energetic sensibility in the world. And that is a dicey place for a lot of people. For me, I know that there's, there can be a holdback, like, oh, maybe I'll just not do it now. Maybe it's not ready. Maybe um, I'm just going to, you know, kind of take my toys and go home. And, you know, there's really no turning back. Just like giving, a birth, giving birth to a baby, there's no turning back. You can't kind of get unpregnant. So there's that feeling of breathing into this, this process, breathing into the giving birth of, of whatever it is you're giving to the world. And, and allowing, not just surrendering to what's happening, but surrendering to the fact that you are expressing and the essence of who you are. Because, you know, whenever you give birth to something creatively, you are expressing something that is the essence of who you are. And that has such power and such magic to impact the world. I love all that you're sharing, Lori. And um, I too have been seeing a lot of this theme of letting go both in myself and with clients and students. And one of the things I've been seeing is, you know, I, I speak a lot about how I think we're going through an evolutionary process mm -hmm. as a culture, as individuals, mm -hmm. and um, on lots of different levels. And I think part of that process is there's kind of a breakdown of old patterns and ways of doing things and structures that don't serve us anymore. And we're really being asked to birth and bring forth new things. So these projects I think people are, are bringing forth in a lot of ways, they're really founded on a different basis than, than what has come before. And one of the things that I've been working with personally and also seeing in my clients is that I think that the level of breakdown and reorganization that's happening is pretty unprecedented. And I started realizing all the places in letting go where I'm still, there's a place of scarcity that still arises. And again, I've been seeing this in more than just myself. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a way many of us have gotten good at letting go of what no longer serves us and kind of giving that over to the divine or to God or surrendering that, what we can't change, what no longer serves us, what doesn't fit anymore. And many of us have also gotten really good at surrendering or letting go of our gratitude. We, we offer gratitude for the things that are really good in our life and we kind of hand those over as well. And what I started realizing was there was still a lot of control in me in those ways of surrendering and letting go. And really, I need to let go of every single piece of my attachment, every single piece of my life. And if I offer that over to the divine, if I give the divine all of the building blocks of my experience and my reality, what's going to be returned to me is going to be a reorganized, reordered something 
that's bigger than anything I could have conceived of before. And it is that moment of transition in the birthing process. I birthed both my babies at home and in really wonderful, beautiful ways as well, two of the highest points of my life. And there's a moment where you have to really let go of all control and all attachment. And so what I've been noticing is as I look through my life, as I look through myself, the places that I really hold on are the places that are good. They're just good. <laughs> they're nostalgic. They're little nuggets mm -hmm. of things and times. They're memories that I hold on to are places that, that feel good that I want to own. I want to own them. And there's a scarcity in that. Um, I'm afraid to hand them over because I'm afraid that I won't get something as good or better coming back. And so I've been really working with that. And, and one of the metaphors that I've been using is kind of like if you're remodeling a house and you, you keep some of the foundational and structural components there and then you remodel, but the, the blueprint's still kind of the same. Like some of the basic structures can't be shifted. And I think what right, what's right now being asked is really taking apart every single piece of the house, <laughs> all of the structures, the foundations, the baseboards, like taking it away all the way and offering all of that to the divine and a whole new creation emerging, a whole different type of structure being born. And that's really thrilling and exciting for me. So this, this conversation of letting go is very alive for me right now. And You know, I agree with you, Gitanjali, that now more than ever um, in the last few years, but now it seems to be expediting at a newer level of being asked to let go and trust, which does sometimes take me out of my comfort zone, especially if I start to believe that I know what's best <laughs> for myself or others. And, you know, like all true wisdom, we can go to some rock ballads here. And I go back to 38 special in the eighties where their sage advice was just hold on loosely, which I believe is what Lori is saying that if you hold on loosely, but don't let go, if you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. And that's what I have to remind myself is that, yes, we want to gently embrace our creations, but allow them to learn to crawl and walk on their own in their own expression in ways that we haven't even conjured or believe or imagined in prior to that, those first steps. And yes, right now in this world of uncertainty where things are dismantling and I've known this for a long time, but when it's actually happening, it does tend to trigger me because yes, it's, we know that you have to allow what is no longer serving us to disappear or crumble or get settled down to its bare bones before we can create something new, like the Phoenix rising from the ashes. And yet when it's, we're in the thick of it right now, which makes it a little bit more uncomfortable because we don't know the uncertainty of where it's all going to lead. And so we have to continue to remind ourselves and one another, which is why I love this conversation so much, mm -hmm. the importance of surrendering and trusting in the process that everything has aligned to this point for a reason. And that the more that we allow the unfolding to take place, the smoother the transition will be for all of us. Sabrina, I think that was, that was beautifully said. I loved um, when you were saying about us coming together, having to remind each other about the change that's happening, because I think there is so much strength in everybody being able to come together and say, yeah, you know what? It is falling apart. 
there is stuff that's crumbling and oh my goodness, that's kind of scary. And have it coming together to be able to surrender together to what is unfolding. That's a really very powerful thing because we don't know. Nobody knows at this moment. And I know like with projects, I was just going back to Laurie, what you were saying a little bit about, you know, the, in the creative process that we're giving birth to something. And it's very, very, there's a dance that happens, right? Because it comes from us or through us. And yet it feels very much like us, even when it comes through us. And then to let go of it is kind of an anomaly then. Why would I let go of it? And yet it, you have to, just like in the birthing process of a human being, you have to let go in order for that being to be there in order for the project to be there. But there is such grace. There is so much grace required in being able to let go. And um, just want, I just wanted to also bring in the other side only because it's been so real for me over the last few days. I've had several um, friends and clients who have lost parents in the last couple days. And there is also a letting go in that process too. It's like the letting go at the point of birth when something you have to let go in order for that to come together in its most beautiful way. And in the same way, at the end of life, there's a letting go, which is really hard to do. It's so hard because you want to hold on, you want to make it last. And yet it has its own process that you step back and honor that process, then that too happens more easily. And I think that's, that's so true, you know, that, the meta, that life is a metaphor for then our, our individual lives and our individual projects. It's like the things that um, I've just been working on a website, for example, and I have some ideas for it and it, it comes through me, but then I've involved other people to bring it to life and I have to let go because sometimes what they're bringing is so much better than what I've created or what I've thought of, but it does require that letting go in order for it all to come together differently than I conceived it, but perhaps better than I had conceived it originally too. I love that, Carolyn. Um, just as you were talking, just before you were, you mentioned about your client's parents passing, a mm -hmm. thought came into my mind. I thought, well, I may, I'll make this point because, you know, I was following my knowledge, but I thought, where does that fit in? And then you said that. Mm -hmm. And the point that was forming in my mind was that we can shake ourselves out of that kind of inertia when we consider that the physical is finite. And what came to me was, today is the anniversary of my own mother's passing. And seven years ago, just at this time, there was one final exhale and she died in my arms. And to me, this is the ultimate letting go. And the point around this is we have a beautiful opportunity in every moment to let go of what's holding us back. I mean, why wait for the deathbed? We can let go now and we can claim our power to do so because we're infinite beings after all. And I really feel that when we 
consider the truth just in a neutral way that the physical is finite and of course you know we do go on needless to say spiritual beings having a physical experience i really think it can be very very helpful to consider that and it's just an invitation to let go let go let go in our everyday lives and just be happy be happy and claim what we want to see in our lives So I think, uh, Marianne, what you're talking about, about letting go is, is kind of one side of the equation, letting go of the things that hold us back. Um, I think there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm of knowing when we need to hold on to something and then letting go into creation. And, and that's why the idea that you started with, Marianne, around birth is so, so potent for me. Um, it, it, it's that sense of, Hmm. Letting go because it's what's it's what's next. And and we have to be willing to accept changes. You know, we have to be willing to accept our own changes. When um when I give birth to a human being, I think of what you said, Carolyn, that grace, that grace that's required to let go of what seems to be a part of yourself. And you know that is is so is so moving to me when I think about my own experience of giving birth. Um, but then there's you know there's something that happens in that birthing process, particularly in the birthing of a project that we've all been touching on in different ways, which is that sometimes the form totally changes once you give birth to it, mm -hmm. even just before you give birth to it. So I, I'm in the midst of birthing a new project. And before I've even launched this project, even though it's been out there for quite a long time, the name changed. I was like, what? You know, my inner, my inner guidance showed me that the name needed to be different and gave me a different name. And it's sort of like, um, gee, you know, what, what's going on here? I have to change the name. It's like if you've counted on your baby being a certain name, you know, you've named him after your great-great-grandfather or great-great-grandmother, and the baby emerges, and then you say, oh, you're not that vibration at all. <laughs> you need to be something different. <laughs> so that sense of allowing in the whole process, allowing the movement, allowing the change, allowing the, the unfolding is is the spice and the sparkle and the magic of what allows this to um, be how life works. I think there's also a place with uh, projects when they're born, depending on what the projects are, they really do take on a life of their own. And when you release them into the world, the impact that they'll have and the ripples that they make are, are beyond us. They, um, they're their own things. And we can think about that with our children for sure. <laughs> And I think we can also think about that, you know, my husband's a musician and he has made music and songs and been told later that that was a big part of a birthing process or a dying process or, you know, it touched them in some way in some time that was beyond what he had conceived of. And the same thing, you know, recording podcasts or meditations and you just don't know how they're going to land and ripple and connect in the world and that there's a grace within that as well. And again, it's that surrender to attachment or needing to own something fully 
and allowing it to become its own thing. And I think there's a, there's a quote somewhere that says something like that, which comes to me as seed, I pass on as fruit or something that comes to me as seed goes, I, I, you turn it to flower in order that it can become fruit. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something like that. And that that's a commitment we make to be part of a lineage. And I think all of our creative projects are that a part of a lineage moving forward. Mm -hmm. I really agree with you, Gathanjali, that there is a certain grace and wisdom that comes into play when we do birth our ideas, our creative projects, and so forth. And, you know, not attaching, we, it's our attachment and our beliefs, as Marianne started out with, that really trip us up, that also keep us playing small and keep our creations usually contained within our own inner realm rather than being shared with others for fear of judgment or not being a good enough and all those other things that can come into play. And so it's so important when we're receiving guidance to move forward. And even if the name changes and, and it grows its own wings and sprouts in different directions in which we didn't imagine before, that is just the wonderful gift of observation, which is our role in life period to observe observe what's around us observe those the situations and then to react to that in order to um, not create more harm but to allow for the natural unfolding of those things to take its its place its rightful place in the world you know i'm often reminded that everything i so i work a lot with small businesses and i'm so reminded all the time that every large business that exists today was somebody's idea it was a small business it started out as just as you were saying gathanjali just a seed and then it suddenly grows i was um i was just i was so shocked the other day i was i remember the khan academy i don't know if anybody knows it's like this online learning place and I was looking at it, um, I, I just checked back in again. And I remember it when it first started. And it was just this guy who was helping his niece get through math in high school. And she was struggling with it. So we did these little videos, just helping her um, do her math problems. And then, you know, it kind of grew from there. Like her friends wanted to see it. And then it grew from there. And now they're doing this whole thing with Pixar about where you can do an online class with the story artist at Pixar about creativity and telling your own story. And I just think, well, that's such a beautiful uh, metaphor for what we're talking about here. It's like, here, this guy had this idea that he was just going to help his niece. And you fast forward some years later, and he's working with Pixar to do these amazing stories with just every, you know, everybody on the planet who can have access to it. And I'm sure in all of that process of getting from videos for his niece, that it was a process of letting go, you know, of receiving an idea, putting it out there. And then all of a sudden it takes on another life and you follow that. And then something else happens and you follow that. And then you follow that. And it's all a process of receiving and letting go and receiving and letting go. I think it's just, it's beautiful when we see it, when it is actually happening. It is, Carolyn, and it strikes me as well. Isn't that what happens in nature? I mean, the beauty, I literally go out every day and just observe what's going on around me. 
and it's the same pattern um so when i get you know say if i feel there's a, a, because i'm an artist as well and if i feel there's something within me that wants to come out and wants to be birthed but i can't quite put my finger on it and i just breathe into it and allow what's trying to birth itself through me to be revealed even if i don't really know what it is and I don't hold back and I participate with it. So even if I'm frustrated about whatever, I participate with it. And usually then the energy clears and I realize, oh, great, there's another option. And there's always a more empowering option beckoning us no matter what it's about. But there's this primal earth energy present and it will always help us to let go and to um, be in our body and communicate through our heart because i think what gets in the way is coming from the head and being way too intellectual and this connecting with this delicious is the word that comes to me primal earth energy like when we're really connected we feel connected in our bodies it really helps us to let go and then what happens is a space is cleared for the creation to happen, for the birthing process to happen, no matter what it is. And every time, that always really excites me. There's something else that I consider when thinking about letting go and listening to everyone speak. Um, one of the harder places for me to let go sometimes is, uh, in, in working in projects, is sometimes when it's pruning time and it's actually time to let go of parts or, or pieces or places of projects or endeavors um, that have fulfilled their purpose and there was an attachment to a certain vision but that it's completed in a way that I wasn't expecting it to and that's a really interesting and difficult different type of place and I'm actually just wondering if you guys have anything to speak to around that when something's kind of outlived it's it's time or it's or it's no longer in alignment and yet there's um, there was an attachment to a bigger a bigger birthing or a different manifestation I think what's so important at that kind of time, Gathanjali, is to, is to go within, to go inside and to start inquiring about the project, inquiring about the, that which seems like it's outlived its usefulness and how it may need to um, either go completely or reemerge in a new way. So that, that whole process of, of asking the questions to see what it is that's, that's happening because there's always, you know, there's always that bigger picture. And unless we inquire, we're just going to kind of go maybe with our guts, maybe with whatever, but that's only part of the picture. Does that make sense? Is that, is that a helpful thing? what you're thinking about, Kathanjali? Yeah, that's really helpful. I mean, I think, I think you know, I, I navigate in that way and find that it's just um, sometimes I think in life things get really, really full, you know, like there's a lot of opportunities and projects laid out. And so that pruning time, I think, is an interesting moment. It's always something I have to navigate in new and different ways. I think it's important also to name what you're feeling. That's just popping up for me now, listening to you speak because I think it brings clarity because you know the way sometimes you'd be going around and there's this kind of background unease and there might be so many projects and it's so important obviously to go within and check with our intuition and then say no you know the so many women can't do that it took me a while to train myself to say no um but sometimes I, I think it's just a feeling again of being grounded naming what you're feeling okay what is this 
um, and then the background unease. You shine a light on it. You shine the light of your awareness on it and it's brought to the forefront and that's where you can get clarity. And that's where the power is to choose. Do I let go? Do I continue? And I think that's a very empowering thing to do an extremely simple thing to do as well. No, I agree with that. And I've had those um, circumstances where I've created amazing workshops and content and radio shows and all these things that, you know, with this vision that then it readjusted as it was out there. And it's like, okay, we come back in, we reevaluate, we inquire, like Lori says, what's next? You know, what direction do I go now? And just constantly be tuning in to that feedback because it's not necessarily going to be the end all goal that you have set out. That's why life is so magical and beautiful. It's constantly changing. And as well as my desire to show up for things are constantly changing. And one of the hardest things that I've had to learn in life is when it's time to let go of a relationship with someone, a friendship, a working relationship, whatever it happens to be, because it has served its purpose. And that's when I go into a very deep state of gratitude for all that I've learned, what I grew from it, how others benefited from it, and knowing this, that it's just now time to move forward in a new direction. Yeah, I think there's been multiple levels of of that. And one of the things that I find really interesting is I think as we move further on in a path, there's a way that there's nothing wrong anymore. You don't leave something because there's anything wrong. It's just not exactly right. So things are just getting better and better and more and more refined. So early on, it's kind of easy. It's really easy to distinguish things because there's a very clear like, yeah, not that or that's complete or that's not in alignment. But it gets more and more refined and nuanced when like everything in your life looks really, the choices are all laid out are really bright and luminous and beautiful and good. And then it becomes a question of pruning. It's like a beautiful fruit tree with, with branches full of blossoms and then choosing which ones you're going to sever. And I just think it's an, it's an interesting conversation. I'm not really looking for an answer. I more just wanted to open it up because I think that um, it's, it's, a, it's a more refined nuance of the question of letting go, for me at least at this time. It is, and thank you for bringing that up, Gathanjali. It is, it is that refinement that we're after. Mm, absolutely. Well, I think that's a beautiful place to wrap up this conversation. It was so wonderful to share this time with you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And thank you all for listening. And remember to subscribe to Wisdom Talk Radio so that you don't miss an episode. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.